재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, the UN Secretary General Ban Ki-moon's term ends in early 2017, so uh, various publications and analysts have started to assess his tenure as the head of the United Nations. The British magazine The Economist has published an article recently, and it described him as being quote the dullest. And the worst among all UN chiefs in history. To discuss uh, this in more detail, we're very pleased to have joining us from the University of Essex, uh, government professor Han Dursen. Hello. Uh, hello. Thank you so much for joining us, professor. Um, essentially, in your analysis, in your view, what is your uh, assessment of UN Secretary General Ban Ki Moon's tenure? I think, in, in many ways, the the last ten and particularly last five years have been quite challenging uh, for the United Nations. Uh, in particular, because uh, there have been several severe crises, and these tend to involve the the major powers, and the major powers quite often, uh, you know, facing each other off. Um, within that context, um, the UN has remained, uh, I would say, the most respected and most important international organization. Um, this is it provides a forum. Uh, to discuss uh, important matters and to initiate a collective stance, uh, one could, for example, think of the shooting down of the Malaysian airliner over the Ukraine. I mean, the, the, the meeting of the United Nations in these uh, cases isn't terribly important. Um, there are some concerns that, as the Secretary General um, Ban Ki Moon has been slightly less visible and uh, has shown less effective leadership, I guess, than some would have hoped. Um, I think partially with these crises, but also uh, partially internally, how the organisation functions, how it has dealt with accusation of corruption, um, the kind of not really being able to to have an effective uh, change of corporate culture, you could say, and occasionally Ban Ki Moon and the UN in general has appeared rather defensive. Uh, for example, in accusations of peacekeepers being involved in spread of malaria in Haiti. Or um, the the case of uh, peacekeepers being accused of sexual abuse in the Central African Republic. Um, so I think he could have been more outspoken and more direct in these kind of cases. Certainly, the the Economist uh, paints, I, I guess it's safe to say, a bit of a negative portrayal of what they view to be his term in office. Uh, a lot of it is stylistic, though, right? I mean, especially in comparison to his predecessor, uh, Kofi Annan, who was. Quite charismatic, um, he was uh, quite media friendly, and uh, there are those perceptions that perhaps hurt him as well, right? Yeah, I think that's probably true. I think uh, you know, looking back, um, of course, there's a very, it's a small group of of people who have taken on the role of UN Secretary General. We're only talking about eight people. Uh, among them, uh, Kofi Annan, his immediate predecessor, and you know, longer time around longer time ago, Doug Hammarskjöld, uh, were very kind of uh, charismatic uh, people that, that, you know, had a very clear um, presence, you could call, in the media and in the international stage. Um, I think it's fair enough to say that Ban Ki-moon doesn't quite live up to that, right. but um, then again, it's, it's a bit, I think it's overly harsh and, and slightly disrespectful than to suddenly paint him as, you know, dull or unimportant or, you know, among the worst. I think that's, that, I think that, that's, clearly overstating it. Um, 
Yes, he's not as charismatic as, let's say, Kofi Annan, but uh, I think in many ways he has had a presence and he has, you know, has played an important role uh, within the United Nations. Obviously, historians uh, many years from now will be uh, writing uh, what their take on Pan Ki-moon's role in the United Nations is. But as far as, and I know it's early and perhaps almost impossible to answer, but initially, um, if you look at his term, what do you think his legacy is? What do you think his greatest accomplishment would be? Well, you're very right to point out this is a very, very recent history. Um, I think that probably the Paris Agreement on global climate change uh, will remember as his greatest achievement. It was a goal that he set himself. Uh, he has clearly and, and very uh, you know, conscientiously advocated um, the importance of uh, cl- climate change and the importance of, of tackling that. And ultimately, getting a global agreement uh, is, is by, you know, that's something uh, very important. So I think that is, will probably stand out as his biggest accomplishment. Um, I think in some other parts, it's basically maintaining, I would say, almost some of the agendas that had been said before, um, the, the role of women uh, in, in politics and in society in general. I think he's played a role, important role in that. And I also think the the role of the United Nations in providing peacekeepers, that has continued under him, and it's still you know, an important organization in that respect. Here in South Korea, obviously the perception of Pangimun would be slightly different uh, from how The Economist has portrayed it. And here there's a big political debate brewing because uh, opposed to the traditional roles of former and outgoing secretary generals who tend to take non-political roles uh, after their term ends, um, a lot of people are expecting that he may actually enter the presidential race. The elections are set for the end of 2017. Um, there are some problematic issues with the timing of this, especially with a, a five-year, I suppose, grace period that people do expect. Just want to get your overall opinion on that uh, debate of whether Pan Ki-moon should or should not uh, enter politics and whether he's suited to do so. It's, 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 it, well, this is, uh, I find, personally, a, a rather difficult question to answer because, to a large extent, um, this is obviously up to uh, the South Korean uh, people themselves and to decide whether or not they would consider him a, a candidate, uh, a presidential candidate who would be willing to support and would be willing to vote for. Um, I think um, I, it's hard to imagine that Ban Ki-moon is, is kind of running a presidential campaign, let's say, in the United States or in, in most European countries. Just, mm. It would be hard to, to see that. On the other hand, you cannot deny that he... You know, he is a very well-recognized person on the world stage. He has already uh, a very extensive uh, tenure within South Korean politics, also as Minister of Foreign Affairs. Um, I mean, he would seem to be a very strong candidate to me in that respect. Um, how I really don't know where he would stand on other matters that would obviously be important for the South Korean electorate, such as the economy and, and domestic issues. Um, but um, he's a well-recognized person on the world stage, and as such, uh, I think he would be, or could be at least, um, an effective president uh, for South Korea. Certainly uh, will be an interesting time, certainly as uh, Pan Ki-moon uh, spends his remaining months in office and already uh, a lot of the analysis coming out, including uh, from yourself. Professor, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your insights and your time. Thank you. Great. Thank you for calling me. Goodbye. That was Professor Han Dorson from the University of Essex. Seoul City News is up next.